Welcome to the Force for Growth podcast. I'm Ricardo. I'm Courtney. And today we are going to be discussing is compassion in your corner? So let's get started. How did this come up? This is a great story. So my seven-year-old son, Sebastian, my greatest mentor, my greatest teacher, my greatest guide here in this crazy universe and world, he's has his moments, right? He's seven. He's going to have his moments, right? We know this. He's a seven-year-old. He's going to have moments. And sometimes he might have some bad moments. Sometimes he'll have some good moments, but that's okay. Either way, he's got a little friend, a little girl. That's his friend, not a girlfriend. Let's make sure that we're clear on that. But it's a little girl. That's his friend. They have play dates on Zoom and they play video games together and things like that. And it's his crush. They've already stated that they have a crush for each each other. So he had to go into school physically in order to go test for the gifted and talented program. And this was a two-day test. So he went in one day. He did great. He finished, and she was there with him. He went in the second day, and he's saying that he didn't have enough sleep, that he was very sleepy. And he was telling us that before he went. So he went over there, and he just had a bad moment. He had a bad moment. So he came home, and he was telling us about what happened, and we were asking if she was there. And he's like, yeah, she was there. And then we started to ask him, like, what do you think she thinks about that? He's like, I don't know. I'm scared to ask. Mm. He's like, she might not have a crush on me. I don't know. We're like, well, you know, some girls don't like that, right? Mm -hmm. Some girls are not going to like that. They're not going to tolerate or put up with that too much. And so finally he broke down on the weekends because that's typically when they play. And um, he asked her, he said, hey, you know, I still have a crush on you. Do you still have a crush on me? Even though about what happened when we were at the test. And she said, yes, I still have a crush on you. We all have bad moments. Wow. That wisdom. How much compassion is there in the world with that kind of statement? Like, there's so much compassion there. Yeah, like Like, support, validation. Like, it's all the feelings we're craving that often drive a lot of our bad habits, you know? That's what we're after. Yes, and she's seven. Yeah. And she just said, yes, I still have a crush on you. You just had a bad moment. We all have bad moments or something to that effect. Yeah. So that's what brought up this topic. Is compassion in your corner. We talk a lot about proximity as power. We talk a lot about, are you hanging out with the right people, your peer group, that you are the average of the five people you hang out with. But a lot of these things that we talk about when it relates to the people that you surround yourself with in your peer group are in regards to what? Finances, success, mm-hmm. things like that. Goals. Goals. Hustle. Yeah. yeah, just crushing it. Right, Courtney? Yeah. But Are you hanging out with people who are compassionate, who know that you're still growing and learning and you're going to slip and fall? Mm. Yeah. Accept you as the human you are right now in this perfect and perfect, you know, being showing up. Yeah. Because even millionaires slip up, right? Mm -hmm. 
Even yeah. billionaires slip up. I'm pretty sure that Mark Cuban has a slip up every once in a while. So do yeah. all the sharks on Shark Tank. So does anyone who has ever been successful. Yeah. So are they hanging out with people who show them compassion? Mm-hmm. Are they hanging out with people who judge them for falling? Yeah. The judgment is a big one because, guys, we're just judging ourselves. We might be putting someone's name out there, but you're judging yourself truly if you're feeling that strongly about another individual. So just highlight that. And the same way that this little girl to Sebastian was like, hey, we all have our moments. You know, we all have our judgmental moments, too. We're human. We have an urge. But I mean, that's the biggest one, I'd say, if you can get a cap on that and start flipping that in the moment to realize, okay, I'm judging this person. Let's just say I'm judging Ricardo for something negative that he did or failed at, quote unquote, you know. If what is it in me that I see similar to that or what is this triggering in me or from my past, you know, that's bringing up these bad feelings that I'm taking out on him. So just it's okay to go there. But it's the same thing that you're doing with compassion when you share compassion, too. So Yeah. So let's break it down just a little bit. Okay, are you ready, Courtney? Yes. Are you ready? Okay. so first, it's compassion in your corner. Are you hanging out with people who show you compassion when you make a mistake or when you fail? or when you're having the bad moment. There's a difference between having someone that is compassionate in your corner and them coddling you. Yes. This topic is not, is are the coddlers in your corner? That's not the topic. The topic is very specific. Is compassion in your corner? That Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you're with people that are just going to coddle you. Yeah. No, we're not talking about enablers. We're not talking about people who clean up your messes. No, no. We're just talking about people who are going to accept you and love you and not judge you for who you are, who will see the value in you, who give you feedback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In a loving and positive way. To help you improve, to help you prevent that from happening again. Right? Right. Okay, you failed. Cool. I'm going to love you. And I'm going to support you even though you failed, even though you had a bad moment. But you know what? I've been there. Let me see if we can help you we'll help each other out. Let me see if I can help you so you don't repeat this again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's th- it. This is beyond huge. It to me, it really it's all starts inside like this all starts with the compassion we show ourselves. Yeah. And that extends out. So the root of this starts with you. and so. It's great if there are people around you who are compassionate, but that does nothing if you're not compassionate with yourself. If you're not Mm. compassionate and forgiving, that's the word I want to really highlight, forgiving of yourself for your past, for your mistakes, you know, and it's something that a lot of us don't learn until we're on the journey of success that, oh, look, failure is every other step and I have to push through each one. Okay. Learn through each one. Okay. You know, so what do you think on that? Man, that's. The first thing that popped in there, Courtney, the minute that you said that is if you beat yourself up and if you don't show compassion for yourself, are you able or capable to show compassion towards somebody else? You can't. No. You don't have the capacity. No. So if you're hanging out with people who don't show compassion towards you, that likely means. Yeah. You're not showing compassion to yourself as well. Yeah. And they're not showing compassion to themselves. No. Yeah. So. It just doesn't work. <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah. It's, it's just not going to work. So that's one scenario, right? Mm-hmm. 
We're not talking about people who are enabling you. We're talking about people who are going to give you feedback, show you compassion, give you understanding and know that this is life. Mm -hmm. The other side is, are you showing compassion to the people that are hanging out with you? Or are you judging them? Mm -hmm. When they fail, do you laugh? Like, (laughs) Do you or, gossip about them? Oh, that's a bad one. Oh, yeah. If it's gossip, red flag, guys, stop it. Stop it. You're literally amplifying feelings and manifesting things you don't want. Mm. Stop. It's not helping anyone. It doesn't matter how juicy the gossip is. It's not helping Oh, anyone. yeah. There's some juicy gossip out there, uh, there too, is. bro. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't help. We're not condoning gossip, right. even though if it's juicy. It, we, just <laughs> come, we just can't go there, right? Right. Oh, but... How are you treating other people? Are you treating the people in your inner circle with compassion? Are you giving them positive feedback to help them through their struggles? Mm-hmm. Or are you kicking the person that's down? That's a great point. There's, okay, so I've been listening to a lot of Abraham Hicks these last few days. And basically, one intervention had a parent who, I see this a lot, and I don't have children myself, so to be transparent, I want to be respectful of giving parenting advice, not as a parent, right? But one thing that we do, especially a parent with a child, is you you think you're coming off as a very loving parent, as a very caring, I'm taking care of you. But what the child might hear is, did you do your homework? Did you do this? Mm. Did you, you know, did you get this done? Did you put the dishes away? I don't know, making up stuff. But basically this wall where what the parent thinks they're projecting is compassion and love. Or what the person is projecting, because it definitely happens with people of any age. But what is actually coming off to the child might not be received as compassion. And that wow. creates a lot of issues later in life that end up with one person or both being in therapy, right? Trying to uncondition this and un, you know, dissolve those things that were formed. So I think that was a really big light bulb moment in my own brain where I was kind of like, okay, okay. So it might not be received the way you point it out. So pay attention to that and adjust where you need to, or just practice saying like, Hey, I mean this from a loving spot and da, 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 you know, and just, I mean, literally infuse more love in your conversations. I know that sounds cheesy, but it'll help. That's so big, Courtney. And that might be for another episode where we can talk about that narrative that happens when someone yeah. doesn't treat you with compassion or when something happens, that narrative that we hold on to, or that story, mm-hmm. that internal narrative. Yeah. But that's another episode. We don't okay. want to go there yeah. today. We can talk about that <laughs> next week or we can something. We go eight hours on that one. So. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. So yeah. that's one. That's the second one. The first mm-hmm. one, let's just recap. Are you hanging out with people that show you compassion? Is compassion in your corner? And the second one is, do you show people compassion that are in your inner circle? Mm-hmm. Do you show forgiveness? Do you show grace? Do you show that love regardless of how they slip up even if it's towards you or towards themselves or towards somebody else mm-hmm. are you able to give that compassion back that's a great one do you have that's another fun. point or i'm going to i'm going to make up three right now we also need to highlight because we know we're not perfect because we know we're living a human life so things are going to happen what do you you the individual need to do to get yourself from you know from guilt from failure from shame, whatever bad feelings into compassion, you know, and so pay attention and build a ritual or build something where you can 
that's your tool. You know, if you notice you're feeling really upset and you need to get more compassionate, okay, what can I do right now for one minute that will help me get closer to that? You know, and eventually it will become more automatic and more, you know, just quicker to go there. But if you don't have a tool in place or you don't have an idea of how to solve that problem, when that problem comes up, you're going to sit in it. You know, Mm. you're going to wait just like waiting for motivation, you're going to wait for compassion. So I just want to remind everyone, number three, it's always there and available right to you. It's right with, I mean, it's inside of you. So compassion lives inside all of us, but we might need to turn it on or switch it, the channel back, you know? And so just figure out what does do that for you. So what does that, what does, what does that for you, Courtney? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> priming and okay. the a trinity little trendy meditation, trendy energy healing meditation. And so I'll just do that for five minutes. And that really works. I like that because all that is based in gratitude also. Yeah. So just gratitude, gratitude allows you to have compassion for yourself Mm -hmm. and grace and love. Yes. Just towards yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's just say, you know, we talked about proximity as power. We talked about the peer group. We talked about not just being around people who are successful, but being around people who are going to have compassion for you and that you have compassion for them, but they also push you to be better. There's a balance. It's not just compassion, compassion, compassion. They also push you to be better. They also want you to be the best you. If you're not around that type of peer group, if you're around people that just consistently beat you up without helping you improve, without helping you grow, how do you get out of that? That is the, I feel like this is the challenge we're all faced with in the last decade and will continue to be. But yeah, how do you add space in between you and that person? And you don't have to cut them all out. That's one thing that I kind of struggled with. I was like, well, I don't want to cut this person out of my life completely. You don't have to. You just need Mm -hmm. to create more space in between, you know, at an arm's length, have some filters in between you deciding to hang out with them, you know. And if they're calling you to, I don't know, for example, so like a friend calls you and is like, I had the worst day ever. I need to go out for a drink. Okay. That might not be the most responsible and compassionate thing because you know you're going to end up talking and gossiping and catching up, but talking about the bad things at the lowest common denominator. You know, you're going to sit there all night and be like, oh, and this happened and you won't believe what he said, you know. So just when you just forecast, forecast your moments with those people. And if it doesn't look good, change it. And it's okay. Set some boundaries. Boundaries are such an important part of this is to set that boundary and say, hey, you, you know what? I'm not going to accept this from you. If you want to continue to be part of my life, this is the boundary you're going to have to respect. Mm -hmm. Now, it's pretty, it's easier when it's chosen family or friends or acquaintances, real easy when it's an acquaintance or a Facebook person. Now, when it's family, blood family and relatives. Ouch. This one can be rough. It's rough. It's rough. It's rough. But it can be done. Mm -hmm. You just have to be very, you have to pull out your surgical knife for that one and be very precise and very specific. Mm -hmm. Not just a machete. With the family and being methodical about it, you know, you will retrain them how how to treat you. Because you train them how to treat you in the beginning by putting up with it and accepting it, whatever that might be. Okay. But been there. So if you 
just stop accepting it and you build that boundary and build that wall. I'm not saying cut them out completely unless that's your choice. That is still a choice on the table, but it just doesn't usually end up too good. But you just create the space between live your life and stop worrying about it. And when they give you a call and they're running their mouth in that same way, or they pull up this thing from 10 years ago that doesn't matter just to make you feel guilty about something completely unrelated now, red flag. No, hey, I got to go. I I will give you this for the family. Okay. I've literally, this was a line that my therapist gave me. Okay. So whenever you have those moments, all you need to do is throw up your hands and be like, I'm leaving this situation. I will not put up with this negativity and leave. Don't stand there and argue. That's the key. Do not stand there and argue, Courtney. Okay. So you just like leave. I will not put up with this negativity and you go. There's only so many times they're going to try that with you. Now it's family. They're persistent. Okay. So maybe they'll try another 20 times. But the point is you just got to do it, build the boundary and live your life and stop worrying about it. If you're worrying about it, you're still catering a lot of energy to them, even though you're changing or you're not speaking to them. So that's a real big one to be careful with, but it's easier than you think. Wow. That's powerful, Courtney. You, you, oh man. (laughs) When you said you trained them to treat you that way. And it's not our fault, but it is. It's one of those things that I'm not blaming the five-year-old you that this thing happened to that, you know, you didn't know any better at that time. However, now you know. So what are you going to do with it? Right. Yep. We can't just sit here and keep crying about this thing that happened, you know, early in our childhood. We're adults now. Time to move on and time to grow with it. And it, it just more often than not, the things that are revealed to me that maybe regress memories or just realizing that I remember things way different than they actually happen. Life happens for you, not to you. You're not being punished for anything. Life is literally trying to unfold for you in your favor. The issue is it's reflecting what vibration and frequency you're putting out. Okay. What level of compassion you're putting out is equal to what you're going to get back. And so, I mean, the word passion is in it. Passionate. You need to add, pa- like, this is not some like, oh, you know, compassion. Like, it's not some half-assed thing. This is something that requires you to be present. And so, I, that's a, this is a big one to me. It is a big one. And when you started, when you were talking about setting that boundary with family and saying, hey, hold on, I'm not going to accept this. That's you having compassion for yourself. Yes, yeah, absolutely. 200%. That's you having compassion for yourself and saying, hey. I'm not, I don't have to put up with this. I, I'm not going to, I don't have to deal with this stuff. Yeah. Such a good point, Courtney. And you don't have to. And if they tell you it's because they're, you know, hey, we're family, we're blood. This is always how I've been. It's always how I'll be. It's just those type lines. That's their truth. That's not yep. your truth. It's only your truth if you accept it. Don't have boundaries. Don't have compassion for yourself. And it's definitely not true that that's how it's, how it, maybe that is true. That it, that is how it's always been, but that's not how it con- has to continue to be. You don't have to exist in that world. Correct. You can make a new world for yourself. Correct. They can continue to be that way, but that doesn't mean you have to continue with them. Right. Bye, Felicia. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, Say that Jesse again, said, Courtney. Say it again. Bye, Felicia. Yeah. Jesse said, "Great point. We do train them. We did train them." We do train them. And it's mm-hmm. and, it, and if you can do this with family, think about how easy it is to do with friends. But it all yeah. starts with compassion being in your corner. 
that mm-hmm. self-compassion and hanging out with people who show you compassion and that you show compassion too. And it'll just expand. Yes. Expand. Compassion expands. The more compassion you have, the more that it expands into other areas of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's one of those magic energies. Oh, man. Great topic today, Courtney. This was. I enjoyed this one. Thank you. This for was really up. good. This was a good conversation. So remember, take a, take a moment right now to sit and think and ask yourself, is compassion in your corner? Are you hanging out with people who support you and show you compassion? This doesn't mean that they enable you. That's not compassion. If anything, enabling is the opposite of compassion. Mm-hmm. They give you feedback. They support you. They love you. They don't judge you and they help you regardless of when you have those bad moments. Mm -hmm. Are you having compassion with people that are around you? Same thing. That doesn't mean you enable them. That means you support them and love them and without judgment and give them feedback to get past those moments. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask, I want our post-it question to be what Jesse just said, because I think it's dynamite. So Jesse said, what does self-compassion mean to you? And that is one of those, when I first read that, my thought was, you know how we tell children, hey, focus, focus, but we've never taught them what focusing is. That's one of those things. So take out your post-it, your journal, whatever, your phone, and just write for one minute on what self-compassion means for you. Because maybe you haven't discovered that yet. And or you don't see it for what it is in your life already. So just journal on that a little bit and expand on that. And it's totally okay. Whatever stage you're at, it's okay. That's the beginning of self-love, by the way. It's being okay where you are. (laughs) Loving yourself right where you are, not anywhere else. So, Courtney, 15 seconds. What does self-compassion mean to you? It means living a life of grace as my goal, not perfection. Of love as my goal, not adoration or materialistic or success. You know, yes, I would love that. but focusing on what is most important and that is the connections I make in my human life. You know, that is these soulful connections and with myself and with others. And that will help me get anything else I want on my list. Great example. Self-compassion to me is the lesson that you taught me, Courtney, that I can't beat myself up to success. I can't whoop myself to success. Like, hey, not well, effective. Time, no, it's not effective. So if I start to beat myself up because I didn't do this or because not even just because I didn't do it, because I thought that I had to do it and I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Let me be more specific. And I start to beat myself up. I just have to have some love and compassion towards myself and remember, hey, it's all right, bro. You can't beat yourself up to success. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Amazing message. Oh, this was a great conversation. And Rob, you rock. So this thank you good. for that. This thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Force for Growth. Yes. To share the podcast, share this video. We never know who we're going to reach with this content. Maybe someone needs to hear this message right now. So share, share, share. You can visit forceforgrowth.com to get all the information. And remember, To be a force for good. A force for growth. And a force for greatness. That feels better. Bye. (laughs)